0: Mystical beings, welcome to another episode of Mystic in the Hague. I'm Leah. And I'm Danielle. So this week we'll be talking about Baba Yaga. We want to take a quick moment to just provide a little bit of a trigger warning. Um, We'll be talking about cannibalism and maybe some true crime kinds of things. Possibly we'll see how things unfold. But just so you know, if you're squeamish about things like cannibalism and children dying yeah children death um maybe give this episode a skip or just a quick pause here or there yeah just a, approach it with a <laughs> little bit of preparedness i guess <laughs> All right, so yeah, this week we're talking about Baba Yaga, the very famous Russian witch. A lot of us have heard of Baba Yaga. She's one of those witches that kind of crops up everywhere. She shows up in a lot of pop culture, a lot of stories, everything. A lot of that is, I think, her imagery is so evocative. A lot of everything about her is just really interesting. She's also a complex witch. And also has, like,
1: very much different dynamics to her. And what I mean is that people often assume two things about her. So they either think that she is multiple witches, so three sisters in one, basically, kind of thing. Yeah. Right? And then the other, or is that people think that she's just this one old hag witch. But there's also this duality that's a part of her we find really fascinating, which is that when people approach her... They're not really sure what they're getting. Gonna be on her good side or maybe her bad side? It's kind of like a, it's up in the air. It's like a roll, of kind of like dice. It's like a Russian roulette with her, really, <laughs> if you think about it in a lot of ways. The reason why we're saying a Russian roulette is because there's a lot of stories about people approaching her, and one almost that is kind of similar to like a fairy tale of Cinderella. Where this woman was being basically abused or emotionally abused by her step siblings. Do you remember this story? Yeah. Okay, so step siblings, and she didn't know how to like handle them. She was kind of unsure about what it was, what to do with them. And so she decided to go to Baba Yaga to see if she could have some help. And so Baba Yaga took pity on her in some way, um, which is weird because I guess. This isn't the norm of Baba Yaga. If usually if people come up to Baba Yaga for help, she often denies them in some way and may or may not eat them. Yeah, she would come over to Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga was like, yeah, I'll definitely help you. But then basically created terror for the family. Almost to the point where this person, this woman was kind of like, oh shit, maybe that was almost too much like it was almost like where she I think kind of reflected it was like this is actually kind of your evil and as I say this I get like the spiritual shiver (laughs) so I'm like in the story already (laughs) but that's kind of like the basis of what type of havoc that she does but a lot of the stories also talk about her kind of eating children yeah and just very similar to like Hansel and Gretel but what I find, like, what is so interesting about her is that you just don't know what to expect from her if you're working with her. Yeah. More than anything.
0: Yeah. One of the places I was reading described it that her role can be good, bad, or ambiguous, which is way more varied than any other storybook character or really any witch. Yeah. I mean, generally in a lot of fairy tales, witches are generally not. Perceived as good in general. And then the fact that people are just kind of like, I guess maybe Babiaga will help us. Just gonna roll the dice on that one.
1: Exactly. And I think that is also where that maybe that manipulative fairy tale witch comes mm. from, I wonder. Is because when we think about, especially in Disney like portrays of witches, I keep thinking. Of the imagery of somebody, you know, when we have stranger danger, when we're a child, mm-hmm. and when we're a child, we would they would say, "Don't ever take candy from a stranger." I'm like, okay, is that sentence? Is that saying from Hansel and Gretel? Like, sometimes I think about
0: those things. I mean, I've never thought about that before, but that makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I know they always, when we talk
1: about stranger danger and we talk about don't take candy from a stranger, it's usually a male-identified person.
0: Yeah.
1: That's usually what it is. Um, But, I don't know. I'm putting those things in my head. Like, it just seems like there's some weird connection. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, where is that from? Um, But it does feel, though, with, like, the candy piece, that whole luring people in, especially around baba yaga i can't remember though did they say that baba yaga's house is enticing to children
0: like i don't think so because her house is weird yeah it's always described as and this is part of what makes baba yaga so famous i think is her house where it's a cottage that's set up on chicken legs and there's always a fence of skulls Or skull lanterns around it. What you said with Stranger Danger reminded me, while Baba Yaga isn't directly in any Grimm fairy tales, but I'm sure they pulled from those stories in some way, a lot of the household fairy tales were written for young women as cautionary tales. And I often think of them as kind of a precursor to modern crime shows where it's like oh want to watch out for these things because xyz you're gonna be in danger yeah that's such an interesting thought I never knew
1: that 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 would be a precursor specifically for women to be careful it's almost like those false narratives around like especially around like sexual violence or anything like that is that protect if you protect yourself that means that nothing bad will happen to you when we know that that's not true yeah like it's totally up to the other person to to enact violence against someone Mm -hmm. so that is just I never thought I never knew that those stories were precursors or like some type of warning for specifically for women and I wonder if you can speak about that a little bit more um
0: so I it's one of those things where I've Read a little bit about it, and it was a long time ago. But yeah, so in general, a lot of folk stories and fairy tales were really grim and kind of gory and violent. And you often do have the young woman character who's in some kind of dangerous position or whatever, or has to be the problem solver. And the idea was that at least when, yeah, the brother's grim went and rewrote a lot of these stories. They did sanitize them a bit for younger audiences, but a lot of the intention beforehand, from what I understand was that, yeah, they were written for young women to kind of be like, okay, you're getting ready to go onto your own, out into the world. These stories will maybe help you not be in a dangerous position, even though it's like you said, it's not just up to the women. (laughs) It can also just change the narrative in general. I guess part of those stories if you're talking about
1: precursors. I know this is straying away from Baba Yaga for a hot minute, but I think this is important to talk about. Yeah. Is the fact of, like these stories are actually shifting women's narratives of like how they can live in the world and mm-hmm. like continue to keep them within the patriarchal society, which holy shit. Like who knew that that was so ingrained even then within storytelling because we don't talk about that we don't talk about the mystic of the patriarchy within these like witches stories and then that makes me think okay how much is how much has baba yaga's like story been transformed and like what is true and what isn't is her feminist maybe what she was was a fucking like feminist in a lot of ways and didn't want to was recognizing like there's good and bad within the way that we live in the world and that's okay. It's almost like her the way that she enacts magic isn't that chaos like because what she does is seems very much chaos like chaos magic in a yeah. lot of ways right but is that chaos magic because she's really just wanting to transform the patriarchy and like shift the power
0: dynamics? I mean, I think that can be definitely part of it. At very least, it is interesting that we kind of can see Baba Yaga as kind of a feminist folk character because she's one character where she's not, because she's neither good nor bad, whereas usually female characters are presented as either they're this gross, horrifying witch who's set on destroying whatever or the young pure thing that's going to be rescued Either way, it's a position where it's either a character who's going to be saved by a man or is feared by a man. Yeah, or destroyed by a man. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting to look at Baba Yaga in that perspective. It's like, well, she's just doing her own thing and also deciding for herself whether or not she wants to help people or if she thinks it's in her best interest or the best interest of whoever to either test them or harm them.
1: Can you talk about that a little bit more around how you're saying it's really on her looking at thinking about the greater impact? Because I don't think we touched on that.
0: One of the characters that shows up the most in Baba Yaga stories, or Baba Yaga shows up in her story, I on know how you want to look at it, mm-hmm. is Vasilisa the Beautiful, who's this standard fairy tale character like young beautiful woman um again like you mentioned kind of a parallel to Cinderella in some ways where she's being harmed by her stepmother and her stepsisters and she goes to Baba Yaga for help so in one of the stories that I read Baba Yaga basically she wants to test Vasilisa to, before deciding if she actually wants to help her and the tests are basically impossible. So Vasilisa needs to call on whatever otherworldly beings to help her. The idea in fairy tales of people testing people is interesting in itself. Because it's not just a, you can't, you're not going to escape. It's You have a chance to. But then there's other times where it seems like Baba Yaga does just go, Nah, I'll just mess with you or kill you or whatever. <laughs>
1: It's, what I appreciate about Baba Yaga is that she really does think about the larger impact around how her magic can really affect people. Yeah. Like, she'll help people when she thinks that it will improve, like, the community in some aspect or society mm-hmm. in some way. Or the, the larger grand scheme of things. But it's interesting around testing, though. I haven't... Do you think she was, like, testing her because... She wanted to see if she wanted it that bad or just, like, if she's truthful about what's happening to her or what do you Mm, think?
0: Because it's a fairy tale, it could be a test of, like, virtue almost or whatever to see if she would cheat. But, I mean, Baba Yaga could have discerned that she did cheat by getting the help of fairies or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what the intentions were, but I just feel like Baba Yaga just does what Baba Yaga wants. (laughs) Which is very respectful.
1: Yeah. I mean, not respectful, but I can respect that.
0: Yeah. There you go. So you were mentioning how you're wondering if there's a connection between an interest in true crime and crime in general. And then things like Baba Yaga.
1: Yeah. Okay. So first of all, can we first talk about... I just wanna mention this because we did talk about this pre-inter pre like episode is how many Russians and cannibalism there's such a connection. Can I we just mention that for a second? Yeah. I think the most recent one that I just read because I was one hundred percent sure that there was like a really recent cannibalism story out of Russia. And I think that it was in two thousand. It was it was September two thousand seventeen. A couple had potentially have killed and have done some cannibalism to thirty people. Thirty people in two thousand seventeen. I just needed to say that I just needed yeah. to know what is going on in Russia? And you were
0: telling me. There was some wild stuff that you had researched yeah. about cannibalism in like, Russia. There's, I think, that during a depression or a, a mini ice age or whatever in Russia, there was cases of cannibalism in the 20s, I think. And, in general, Russia is kind of a scary place. Cause there's feral dogs and yeah. So you and kill you yeah like i'm sure russia's fine in a lot of ways but um is it though <laughs> like, <laughs> let's just be honest I don't... I don't know if russia
1: is fine yeah I... there's no they don't,
0: I'm like, they don't like
1: queer people no they don't like women yeah they don't like non-binary folk. they just don't like they just don't like anybody that's not at the norm yeah it's kind of there's no good in there right
0: <sighs> no <laughs> I I always wanna give every place that I haven't been the benefit of the doubt. Be like I don't wanna like feed into things, but then again, like I'm sure there's good people there. Yeah. Just their prime minister or pres yeah, it's prime minister. Is it? Anyway. Their leader. Their leader. <laughs> not a chill dude. Yeah. Let's not get too political right now, I guess. <laughs> Let's just say thirty bodies eaten is thirty bodies too many. <laughs> too many bodies. Too many bodies. Yeah. It's like, just just so it's very clear, we are pretty anti-cannibalism on this podcast.
1: <laughs> I literally cringed and had a reaction when I was telling Leah about the article I read. And I was like, had to show Leah because I I really needed to tell Leah. I was like, I there was 2017, 2018, something about cannibalism and a couple. Like swore to Leah. And then I was looking at the phone and then I, ca- I was like looking at the images. Don't ever look at the images because that's the <laughs> <Big> worst <sink. laughs> idea. Why did I decide to look at the images? But I did. And I was looking at them and then I basically, it was gag worthy. I just could not. Why did I do that? Why? When I was thinking about all of this connection, because I don't know, if you think about cannibalism, obviously we think about true crime and we think about like serial killers and we think about all these things. And then I wondered if fairy tales and witches stories are kind of our first of understanding or what we are interested in like true crime. Maybe that's where it's come from.
0: I don't know. I mean, I feel like there has to be some kind of connection because like even with the um, I mentioned that early fairy tales are kind of like the precursor to crime media now where it's all cautionary tales which is my own personal theory. I don't know if that's grounded in anything, but I mean it makes sense. Exactly. I feel pretty comfortable in spreading that around.
1: There's no research here, I'm just going to be honest. Like none of us have completely researched on these theories, but yeah. these are just our personal theories. I read a lot of books just <laughs>
0: saying, <laughs> <laughs> or like mm, that's wrong. Please tell us.
1: These are just our own thoughts and theories. Like, we like to make shit up sometimes, and it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Or maybe not make shit up, make things make sense
0: in yeah. our mind, and Theorize. that's okay. Hypothesize. There you go, there you go. Anywho.
1: <laughs> Going back to true crime yeah. and
0: righteous stories. So, because there could be that relationship between fairy tales and, like, modern crime series where there's that, like, cautionary aspect, I'm sure that there is a connection between... Fairy tales, witchcraft, everything, and even an interest in true crime. I mean, the level of fear, people f- seem to fear witches even now, at least as much as they fear other types of criminals.
1: 100 percent that's because i think we again we root serial killers and all those other like crime folks as being like inherently evil Mm -hmm. whereas witches have been deemed inherently evil right yeah and so it makes sense that people till today are still scared of the unknown which i mean in a lot of sense when we're talking about crimes and at like those type of caliber that are weak would say true crime story worthy a lot of it is rooted in the unknown right but it's also interesting because usually the people who are victims of the people that we talk about in um, true crime stories are usually people who experience who, who experience the highest vulnerabilities which are women yeah and people part of the lgbtq community um but also like Sex workers, as well, those stories were always to fear, put fear into specifically like women at that time, which would be the most vulnerable in terms of the true crime stories. Now it's it's interesting to see those two connect,
0: yeah, especially since the groups you mentioned in terms of women and queer people and sex workers those are all also the people that get the most demonized and then feared and like kind of lumped into this like quote other and people that would be called witches back in the day mm-hmm. that now if harm is done to them, even though everyone acknowledges that they're vulnerable, no one wants to do anything about it. Exactly.
1: And I wonder if that is where people, I don't know, maybe we're getting real deep into the story of Baba Yaga, but then That whole tale around, like, who gets to decide what's good magic and bad magic and who Mm -hmm. is it directed to, right? Yeah. Maybe people who think that good magic was directed to the people who are are vulnerable. I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking about those things around uh, people's narrative of viewing of, like, who's good and bad in the world and who's deserving of, like, to experience, you know, harm versus others. Yeah.
0: That's actually one thing that does make Baba Yaga so interesting is like usually it's the idea of good and evil is so binary Mm -hmm. and so solidly with a line down the middle, which obviously isn't how the world works. Mm -hmm. So we have Baba Yaga coming in being like, I could be good. I could be bad. I could be neither. That's just who I am. And because of how she doesn't exist in this binary, she can do what she wants. All right. So returning to the kind of characterization of Baba Yaga a little bit. Um, I found this in the Encyclopedia of Witches and Witchcraft by Rosemary Ellen Guiley. In Russian folklore, a female witch who loved to roast and eat people, preferably children. She was as likely to pop a niece in the oven as she was a stranger. She lived in a little hut beyond a river of fire in the thrice 10th kingdom. The hut was ringed with stakes topped by human heads. It stood on chicken's legs and dog's heels and turned on command. Those who were brave enough to enter the hut usually found Baba Yaga lying on the floor with her right leg in one corner and her left in another, sometimes with her nose growing into the ceiling. So she's definitely always depicted as an ugly woman, because, I mean, that's how people represent witches, which is fine. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm not salty about it. No, not at all. The number of times I've heard people who identify as witches being told by people that they can't be witches because they're pretty and being like, no, that's not what it's about. (laughs) I don't think I've heard that. Can you please tell me more? So um, one of my friends, she was, I can't remember where she was or whatever, but she said something about how she's a witch and the person she was talking to is like, no, you can't be a witch. You're too beautiful. And she's like, no, I am a witch. And they're like... Could This person couldn't grasp it because the idea of witch and ugly are so synonymous in so many people's minds. You're just blowing my mind right now because
1: I'm like, okay, is this why people who are a part of the spiritual community or who have like magic inside them or like who would call themselves modern mystics because they don't want to associate with that because
0: that's how they think witches are? Maybe. Because, like, there's just so many ideas so firmly planted in our brains of what a witch is. And it's, like, evil and cackling and ugly and... So if you call yourself a witch, then you are declaring yourself you're ugly.
1: And there's... Okay, that's, like, fucking weird.
0: Right? Yeah, I don't like that. No. Because, like, the word witch just comes from, like, words that basically mean, like, cunning or wise or... There's nothing wrong with the word. It no. just through the history of witch trials and witch history in general and pop culture and everything. It's just kind of it's that Margaret Hamilton Wizard of Oz witch imagery. But then if you watch any medieval
1: movies that have witches, they're all just apes usually. Right. Super sultry babes. Yeah,
0: and like every witch movie from the 90s, other than maybe the witches were like they take off their human skin and they're monsters.
1: <laughs> but like that knows. Yes, still have nightmares from that movie. Really? Oh my god, my <laughs> sister took me to that movie and I cannot get that visual out of my face. Like out of my face, out of my mind around that whole conference. With you know, yeah. I'll, oh god, I can't. <laughs> It's like in
0: my head. Like I can't get it out sometimes. It's so scary. I'm sorry I opened sorry up some wounds. <laughs> it's okay. So I have this beanie that says witch on it and I usually wear it backwards because I like it like being on the back of my head because I'm that person. <laughs> and I was at work one day and someone was like, your hat is false advertising. And I was like. Sorry? They're like, you can't be a witch. I'm like, no, I'm a witch. And they're like, and I think it was again, that idea that like, I'm not some hideous crone type person that I know of. I You're mean, I, I feel internally I am because I just want to live naked in the woods with a bunch of animals, but... But even if you like are not stereotypical, like whatever we call beautiful,
1: like I just want to get rid of that, like that idea of that. That is also really fucking weird when people are trying to deem you whether or not you're beautiful or not. Or like
0: somehow they think that they're validating you by being like, no, you can't be a witch. Well, it's like, no, I'm a fucking witch. I will hex you. (laughs)
1: You will hex people. You're yeah. the biggest hexer, I know. Yeah. Which is not bad. It's just, like, very... I just, like, respect that a lot. Thank you. But I just can't get over that. Like, those... It's, it's just a... I don't know. I have a really hard time grasping around those ideas. And I just, like, what What gives you the right to just come in and tell someone they're worthy or not worthy? Yeah. Really? Like, that's what you're coming down to? Or
0: feeling like... Because that also is just that idea that the word witch is a bad word.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, no, it's, it's bad to you because you're afraid of it. It's exactly. great to me. <laughs> exactly. So I can't remember where I found these when I was making notes, but for Baba Yaga, these are two things I uh, was amused by enough to write them down. Cool. The bony-legged one, as Baba Yaga often was called, would cackle at her guests. Fie, fie, I smell a Russian bone. If she didn't try to get them into the oven, she gave them advice. So again, that idea where it's like, well, I won't eat you, so I guess I'll be good to you. I'm not that hungry, but I guess I'll help you because I'm not that hungry. Yeah. I guess it depends on how hungry she is. Maybe, or how appetizing the person looks. That's true. Because maybe Baba Yaga is just more like, Cares more about what she's eating than other cannibals,
1: maybe maybe she like would rather eat really shitty humans than yeah, oh, like you know mediocre
0: people, yeah, it's like you're you're not great because you're a person, but you're not terrible,
1: yeah, <laughs> but the children, I wonder how why she eats children why does she, why is she really into eating children? Maybe they're just delicious, maybe less fatty, we oh. We did talk about cannibals and eating certain pieces of the body. Yeah. So this is where we talk about the trigger warning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about how a lot of serial killers or like cannibal murderers will choose to eat things like the bum or the breasts of a person, which I find really odd. I mean, I already don't eat meat, but... The idea of eating really fatty parts of the body, I just don't get the appeal of. Because it's just... Like, the breasts are just skin and fat and, like, mammary glands, maybe.
1: Yeah. And the butt has fat as well. But it's, like, also, like, one of the largest pieces... Like, muscles on the body, I guess? Yeah. That's what they say. not a doctor, but... Yeah, I'm also
0: not a cannibal, so I don't... I don't get it. So
1: is it because it makes... It more tender like what is it it's very confusing which then goes against like her always
0: wanting to eat children because children aren't really like no usually fatty yeah i mean i guess like children sometimes have more like fat on them than adults because they're, oh, like, right they're not that baby fat kind of situation maybe i don't it's know it's just a little weird they're easy to catch they're a smaller meal they their meal for one that's true Although most of the cannibals that I've read about when
1: I went into this rabbit hole, specifically about the one in 2017, is that they, like, jarred bodies, people's Aww. bodies, pieces, and, like, put it in the fridge, and then the police went in, and, they, and then every, everybody says this, I guess, about if they're finding, like, a, a cannibal's home. Is never to go in the fridge because of all of the crap. Anyways, there's, I guess, recipe books that are on the dark web somewhere about how to eat people. So that's also
0: a thing that's coming up. Yeah, there's the one Japanese cannibal who, like, he's free in Japan now, but he just, like, gets his, like, cannibalist urges out by writing manga about it instead of actually doing it. Which is an improvement. That is improvement yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's still weird, and the idea that maybe there's people who read it
1: that want it yeah. to do it.
0: I mean, I'd rather people read comic books about horrible, horrible things than actually do the thing. Yeah, I agree. I don't love it either way, no. but I'd rather they just read a book about it. It's unsettling, though. Yeah.
1: But uh, then well, I also wonder: Do people think we're unsettling because we like? to play around with magic? Probably. Like, we are the people that people are unsettled by.
0: Oh, yeah. People constantly tell me that I can't be saved. That's so weird.
1: Yeah. I think people just don't want to have that conversation. They'll just like,
0: oh, you read tarot? Okay, and then they leave it. It's like, oh, you're you're a witch? Witches are evil. And it's like, <laughs> you're about to find out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, we're not evil. No, We just, just are very... We just want to help the underdogs. Yeah. We believe in human rights. A hundred percent. We believe that everybody should have equality and equity. We believe in equity. Yeah. And we just don't take shit from people. Yeah. People shouldn't be shit on and people, there shouldn't be disproportionate amount of power that's happening within our society. Yeah. That's
0: my perspective of it. I agree. And like, just don't cross a witch. One thing I was just thinking about in terms of Baba Yaga. So even in the story of Vasilisa, where she had to basically do these tasks that were seemingly impossible. I'm kind of wondering if Baba Yaga was kind of maybe in the back corner, like sending her the ability to succeed at them. Because maybe she, what she's looking for in people being able to complete these tasks is someone being willing to try. Mm. And that maybe she just is intuitive enough to know who she wants to help, but she doesn't, it's she, the idea of helping people who help themselves and just kind of nudging things in the right direction, but still making sure that people are willing to put the work in themselves, which is a big part of if you do spell work for other people or whatever, or even for yourself. You still need to be willing to put the work in. Exactly. You can't just
1: say you're going to manifest it and then especially like you're going to try and create a job, right, for yourself or you're trying to search for a job. Yes, you can manifest a job. 100% Mm -hmm. I believe in that or create or do magic around it, but you still have to put effort into finding a job or creating a job for yourself or sitting out some work and like Mm -hmm. the universe or whatever magic you're using or whatever deity is going to support you behind that and people forget and I think that's We'll have to talk about manifestation and law of attraction another day. Yeah. You, you, there still needs to be energy in there.
0: Yeah. Like Mitch Horowitz, who wrote the Miracle Club, talks about how you can manifest things. But if you're, if you want to win the lottery, you still have to buy a ticket. Mm -hmm. You can manifest all you want. But if you're not actually doing the mundane work as well, then you're kind of just shouting into the universe. Like, I want this thing, but I don't want to do anything about it yeah
1: exactly or working through like blockages or anything like that or recognizing like sometimes the internal like the work isn't necessarily physical actionary stuff it's internal work that you need to work through in order to create like an opening
0: yeah for you Right, so I think we'll wrap it up there we've talked about a lot of things that are loosely around Baba Yaga Baba Yaga is kind of just the spiritual sponsor of this episode <laughs> channeled baba yaga yeah yeah baba yaga being like yeah like do what you want just maybe don't be a dick and maybe eat a child but we're not going to do that because again (laughs) anti-cannibalist on this on this podcast so thanks for tuning into this episode we want to take a moment to just request if you have any spiritual stories or any paranormal stories any witchy stories send them our way you can message them to us on Instagram at mystic in the hag. If you're not following us there, you should. BT dubs. We just want to be able to share listener stories and your experiences in the realm of the witchy and the mystical. So definitely send us those stories. But until then, take care of mystical beings and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. <music>